0: Here's the best Stay Tuned Sports Podcast And hello there All you Stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports It's your good friend Jimbo here Bringing in the, the 4th of July weekend Soon to be with hopefully Some fireworks for you guys um, Some sports talk Going on here You know we got the Patriots uh, being caught Cheating once again Well the punishment being hand handed down. Uh, Cam Newton signing with the Patriots, which not too much of a surprise, I believe. And some good fights last week um, in UFC. Now, you know, we didn't really talk too much about UFC last weekend or last week, I should say. But I think that this week we it deserves a little talk about because, like I said, some of the fights are pretty good. Um, but before all that, head over to Twitter, follow us there at St Sports Podcast. Like and share our Facebook page. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave comments anywhere. On those three. And definitely I will get back to you guys. With a response of. You know thank you or. I'll try to do my best. What, you know whatever you guys. Uh, comment with but. A little bit of. Baseball news surprise surprise. So. This whole time. Um. With the, the teams and the players arguing over money, this not the other thing. Obviously, one of the last things once the commissioner said, Listen, we're going to do a 60 game schedule, whether you want it or not. Um, the last issue was players had to sign off on basically the protocol with the coronavirus going on. How are you going to be testing all that other stuff? Well, dominoes are starting to fall now. There's four players that have opted out of playing in the 2020 season. And they are the Nationals Ryan Zimmerman, Joe Ross, Arizona Diamondbacks right-hander Mike Leake, and Rockies infielder slash outfielder Ian Desmond. We all kind of knew this may happen, and this is only going to make it tougher on Major League Baseball to put a good product out there. Now, granted, Zimmerman, like, these guys aren't really You know, the Mike Trouts or um, Stanton or Mike Judge. like You know, they're not the big names that really put the, the butts in the seats, as they would say. But it's something. Now, going into this agreement, there is also a 60... They actually do have a COVID injury list, if you want to call it that. And right before I came on uh, to record, I did see, I think it was Brian Cashman of the Yankees, the GM, came out and said that they are not allowed to say which players are sitting out the season because of the coronavirus and who's going to be on this list. That's up to the media and the fans to assume. Now, how these players are allowed to do this you basically have to be deemed a high risk to get the coronavirus or have a pre-existing injury from last season that may lower your immune system. Mike Zimmerman, he was hurt a lot last year. He was one of those players, so I'd be I mean, I'd be willing to bet all four of these players are saying because of the coronavirus. And... Um, Mike Leek is actually giving up 5.5 million of his pro salary to sit out this season now like I said this this is where it's going to be tough for Major League Baseball to put a good product out there I don't think you're going to see like I said Mike Trout or Aaron Judge or those guys saying you know what no, we're just going to sit out the season pandemic this and that their thing I think this may open the door up for some interleague ball players with that being announced that there's not going to be an inner uh, a triple-A season this year. Maybe some of those young guys that were just on the cusp of making it to the pros finally get their chance here. You know, with some of these players not wanting to play. It's, it's, it's a good way for the teams to see how they could, um, React to the major league atmosphere, even though there's gonna be no fans there. But again, and this is why I've been saying from the get-go that there shouldn't be a season because now you got you know 60-game schedule. You got players starting to question if they even want to show up and play this season. You're. Baseball is also got to go up against the NFL, the NBA, the hockey for TV viewership. It, it just, I just think it's just a bad move by baseball to to bring this back. They were they could have been the first ones to be back on TV, but they decide to fight and bitch and moan and everything else. For weeks and weeks and weeks. And now it's catching up to them. Now, granted, some of the... It seems like some of the coronavirus, um, some of the states are starting to spike back up again. And maybe there won't be a football season. I think there's still go- going to be a football season. I don't think the fans will be there because we did see how um, the NFL came to an agreement with the the owners to basically cover up the first 7-8 rows of a stadium and sell advertisement spots. So that right there tells me that they're already planning on at best not having a full stadium. Maybe half stadium. Half filled stadium. Um, hockey's not having players. NBA, they're another thing. They're lucky if they have a season with it being held down in Florida, where they're having starting to have some issues with the second wave of, of COVID, their players may start backing out or not wanting to show up. But as far as these baseball guys, I, I think they're making the right move. I mean, they got they got to think about their family. That's why I, I believe they were fighting for that 100% proration for their their salary. Because if, if, let's be honest, if Kobe comes back again, could go into early next year, you know, that's, that's a lot of salary that a lot of these players are going to lose. A lot of people are going to be out of jobs. Now, I'm just curious to see if any, you know, if this is the first domino for other uh, players to, to drop out. Um, Like I said, I don't think you're going to see the main stars. But you could see some... uh, I I think you could see some, like, B-list stars for Major League Baseball drop out. And I think that would be a huge loss for baseball. So, once again, the Patriots are being punished for cheating. Now... Not sure if you guys remember, but last year, they were caught cheating um, filming the Bengals' sideline during a Bengals-Cleveland game. And Jay Glazer was was the one that broke the the video on a Sunday afternoon showing the cameras clear as day, pointed right at the Bengals' um, sideline. And a Cleveland Browns official noticed that the camera wasn't filming the game it was just filming the sideline and started questioning the um, the Patriots cameraman worker whatever you want to call them and couldn't back pedal quick enough so today or I'm sorry yesterday Tuesday the NFL has fined the New England Patriots 1.1 million dollars and took away their third round draft pick of the 2021 draft You know, That that's what it was to me. A big, you know, small slap on the wrist. But here's here's the question that I want to bring up to you guys. Now, this is second third time that they've cheated, you know, for all you people that all you Patriots fans that well, you know, we never really technically got caught cheated. Well, you deflated the balls. It's against the rules even though, you know, other players may do it. Other quarterbacks may do it, but it's against the rules. This one is clear as day. You're caught on camera when you are supposed to be filming a web series called Do Your Job showing how an advanced scout what, how his job goes about. At what point do we just keep giving these little slaps on the wrist? At what point do you finally say, you know what? Ban Robert Kraft from... Any you know team functions, or having um, part of decision makings in team functions, or even in the NFL, you know when they have the team owner meetings, don't allow him to come, don't allow him to have a, a a seat to speak up on anything. Rules changes. I mean Jesus Christ. He you know his team doesn't even follow by the rules, and I'm sorry, but it goes from his top. All the way down to the bottom to Bill Belichick. They didn't even make a statement about this until it came out that they they were they were caught. Now they they try to say, "Oh well, it was an independent um, camera crew that yes, you know, we did hire, but you know it was a misunderstanding. It's not thing. no no no. If this was your first time, yeah, maybe uh, you know I'll, I'll give you." a that benefit of doubt. But this is the second or third time that you're been caught cheating, and the time that we actually that they actually do catch you on camera, on film, or on audio, you get the lightest punishment of, of everything. I think your last punishment you got you lost a, a first round draft pick. Wow, you say you basically saved them seven million dollars. I just think at some point I understand the owners that, that Roger Goodell works for the owners but at some point NFL's got to stand up and say listen Patriots, Robert Kraft GM enough's enough You know, you're know, and it, the Bengals out, out, out of all teams what do you have to videotape about the Bengals especially last year that you're that afraid of them Sorry, but if you're videotaping their sidelines, you're trying to steal their their signs, their you know, their signals. It's the Bengals! Andy Dalton. AJ Green, he can't stay healthy. You don't have to worry about him. I mean, yeah, he's good when he's on the field, but how often is he on the field? I mean, if it was You know, the Baltimore Ravens from last year, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, I mean, at least they're good teams. I couldn't understand why you want to try to get a leg up on But the Bengals! Come on! Bengals fans, please don't come at me. I'm sorry, but you guys sucked last year, and you guys know it. But, hey, you got the rookie from LSU now this year. Not too sure how he'll do this year, but I I think he's going to pan out for you guys, though. I think he's going to pan out a little bit better than Andy Dalton did. And that's not a smack on Dalton. I like Dalton, but he's not a top 10, top 15 quarterback. Now, staying on the topic of the Patriots, Cam Newton has officially signed with them this uh, past... I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I think it was yes- yeah, yesterday, Monday. Um, and quite frankly, I think the the Patriots got a steal. Basically, veterans minimum, but incentive-laden deal where he could earn a good chunk of change. Now, he's going to be competing for a starting job with Brian Hoyer and um, the kid they were hoping could replace Tom Brady, which can't be that stupid. Uh, Kid's name was Stidham. Obviously, if Cam Newton can't beat out Brian Hoyer, he should be—he should just retire. Now, the big knock on Cam right now is the past couple years he's been injury-prone, and that's why I think it's a good pickup by the Patriots. It's a low-risk, high-reward deal for him. When he's healthy and he's and he's motivated and he's balling out, he's a top-10 quarterback. I mean, he's definitely not no Tom Brady, but. I, I think he could play well enough to keep that offense and that team in games. I think the defense is still going to be good. I don't think the Patriots are going to be as dominant as they used to be with, you know, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, um, Randy Moss. You know, yes, they still have Julian Edelman, but and they have the rookie from last year, so. He, Cam Newton does have some wide receiving help around him. So I don't think he's going to do that bad. Um, I think it's a good pickup by the the Patriots. This has been a, a link since March, since uh, Cam Newton was released by the Panthers. And the funny part about it is I saw someone post a meme. Um... The, the quarterback carousel. Had the Patriots, Tom Brady's face, to the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, to Jameis Winston, to the Saints. Saints, to Teddy Bridgewater. And all the way around to Cam Newton going back to the Patriots. Like the circle of life type deal. But um one of the, the reasons that Cam decided finally to sign with the Patriots was the opportunity to play with Bill Belichick and to kinda fix his image I guess in a way which I I don't understand what that meant you know when I saw that part of the article on the SPN that a source said this that he wanted to go play for Bill Belichick and re-energize his image I don't think he has a bad image I mean I just think he finally ran his course in Carolina like a lot of older quarterbacks do, um, but to play for a coach like Bill Belichick, I mean, I gotta give credit where credit's due, though. You know, minus the the cheating and whether Bill Belichick knew about it or not, he's a good coach. You know, yes, he have he had one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play a game, to play with them for how many years, but. That great quarterback wasn't the only player there. You know, he, he had a good surrounding cast. And now Cam Newton comes in with two good receivers. Um, a good running back by committee, as I would like to say. I mean, they got, you know, James White coming out of the backfield. As their receiving running back. Decent line. So, the only thing I'm curious to see is for... How many years is Tom Brady with Patriots? 12, 13, something like that? 15, something like that? Cam Newton is a totally different quarterback than Tom Brady. Very rare we saw Tom Brady take off and run for a 50-yard touchdown. Cam Newton can do that. But how is that offensive line? And I said this for a while with the Eagles when we have Michael Vick, when we have Donovan McNabb, and we have Carson Wentz. Now we see it start getting a quarterback that scrambles around back there, it's hard for those offensive linemen to know exactly where you're at and to make sure you don't grab the guy the wrong way and get a holding penalty. Now, the benefit of Cam Newton signing right now with the Patriots, and I again, I think it's a good thing for both of them, is Cam's going to have a full training camp to get used to this offense, to get used to his wide receivers, his offensive line, could get used to how he scrambles around. You know, I'm pretty sure they're, they're going to have some scrambling drills in there. They got Josh McDaniel as their offense coordinator, I believe, still. Very smart kid there. So he should be able to come up with some good plays, run plays for Cam Newton to to play into his strengths. Now, where do I think this will put the Patriots on the season. Now, before Cam signed, Brady went to the Buccaneers. I didn't think they were going anywhere, because let's be honest. I mean, Brian Hoyer, I think, is a good backup, and that's at best. He's not a starting quarterback. I don't think he ever really was. And then Stidham, just too young, and too big of a shoes to fill. To just throw them in there and say, okay, go win us four Super Bowls. But with the Cam signing, I mean I still don't think they're gonna go like 12 and 4 or 13 and 3, but I think they make the AFC East a little bit more competitive than it was a week ago. I think this could be I honestly just think about now. I think this could be like a Dallas Eagles type division where there's two teams and everybody else and I think it's going to be the Bills and the Patriots possibly one sneaking in to the playoffs on the wild card you know you think about the N- NFC East you got the Eagles and the Cowboys past couple years going back and forth you got a young Giants team in Daniel Jones um, quarterbacking it a young team in Washington with a new coach new head coach so I could see the Patriots maybe going like a 9-7 this year and possibly making the playoffs now here's where I'm torn is like I brought this up a couple times I don't like Tom Brady I don't like the Patriots but I don't know if I want Tom Brady to make the playoffs and the Patriots not to and to say, hey, Bill Belichick maybe not be as good of a coach as we all thought, but on the flip side I want the Patriots to make it and say Tom Brady eh, maybe even Bill Belichick made him that is going to be the, the huge storyline for me for this NFL season, is who made who because I don't think they both made each other But again, I think it's a good pickup for the Patriots. I think they added maybe two, three wins because of it onto their their record this upcoming season. And I'm curious to see if Cam can bounce back and become the old Superman that he used to be. So last weekend, we had UFC Fight Night. Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Um, There was was like five fights on that, that main card. I got three here that I want to talk about two of them were the other two were okay fights but nothing to write home to mom about but first off I want to give a quick shout out to Brendan Allen and Kyle Docus. I mean that fight Jesus Christ Docus was split wide open and I'm glad the doctor didn't stop it because it was a bad cut above his eye but I don't think it was bad enough to to stop it back and forth I know a lot of people, some people saw Dacus winning it uh, by decision, Brandon Allen ended up winning by decision, and I, you know, the wife was watching with me, and I told the wife, I said, I'm actually, it was so such a close fight that I was okay with either one winning it because it was just so close. Not sure if they got the, the bonus, but definitely deserved the fight night bonus. And then the co-main event, we had Mike Perry versus Mickey Gall. Now, Mickey Gall to me is not that good, I don't think. I mean, he his his striking did look better. I do agree with a lot of you guys out there saying that. But the story here was Mike Perry showing up to a fight without any corner people. Except his girlfriend outside the ring. And at one point, it was funny. I don't know if it was between the first and second round or second and third round. But he's sitting there. And she comes in with the bag of ice. And he's coaching her on where to put the, the bag of ice. Now, you would think Mickey Gall, who had Mark Coleman in his corner. And two other people uh, coaching him. Yelling out what, you know, what to do and everything. You would think even an average fighter would defeat a good fighter here that doesn't have a corner person or corner team, if you want to call it that. Mike Perry destroyed him. And typical Mickey Gall gassed out about halfway through the second um, period and definitely showed in the third period. And Mike Perry ended up winning. And kudos to him because now he doesn't have to worry about paying any cornermen. Or, or sparring partners or anything like that. I don't like his cockiness. It, it just, It's just weird. It rubs me the wrong way. But in his post fight interviews... He finally came out and said why he basically didn't come in... With any corner people. And, and it's a trust issue. He, he doesn't want to train with people that have not been in the ring. He wants to train with people... That have actually physically been in in the wars in there, and he actually said he wants to train with Yoel Romero, which I think would be really good. I mean, both guys love to, to brawl. Now, unless Yoel's fighting Adonis, but I, I think that would be a good start there to train with him. He did call out Darren Till and he say he wants to fight him eventually. He understands he's going to be undersized when he fights him, but wants to fight Darren Till. And I think that would be a hell of a fight, especially if um, Mike Perry trains with Romero with with the boxing and and some of the wrestling. That fight, I definitely would see. Would love to see, I should say. Then the main event, we had Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Poirier won by decision. A lot of people saying this might be the fight of the year over... Um, Weili Zhang and JJ. And sorry, but no. It was a hell of a fight. It was a it was a brawl. Uh, You know, both men. I you know just so close. Both beat up, damaged everything, everything you could think of. But I'm sorry, the Weili Zhang JJ fight. After that fight was over. Gave them the, the fight of the year award. This one is a very close second one. But here's... Here's my question next. Is What's next for Poirier? You know, you got... Do you, you try to... Make a match with him and Tony Ferguson? Or... I think... You could get an Irishman out of retirement. I think if you... I think if the UFC dangles a little carrot in front of McGregor say, listen, you beat Poirier in September. We'll give you the the, the title fight against Gaethje or Habib. And I think that would be just enough to get him out of retirement. Because, uh, you know, again, I'll be honest, I think Poirier deserves a, a title shot. Very close to it. I mean, yeah, he just, you know, he lost to Habib. And he just went all out with Dan Hooker. And, you know, it, it was it was, a war. And if you could defeat Conor McGregor, a big name, one, you're getting a payday. I think he would deserve it. And here's the thing. If you set it up in September when Habib said he'd be able to fight, then they would both... fighters would be on the same time if both get hurt or whatever they should be out you know the 12 weeks or the 90 days or whatever it would be so this way you don't have to worry about well Habib's fighting in September if if, if Dustin Poirier and Conor are fighting oh, in August it's gonna throw them off a month put them both on the September card or in September you know they've been you know UFC's been doing two pay-per-views a month basically put them in September I'll bet you any money that will get McGregor out of retirement maybe even start squashing some of this pay the fighters more money type thing that's going on that everybody's been watching now but I think that's the fight to make right now for UFC is Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor no UFC fights this weekend but we have the fight island the following weekend and we will definitely be back next Thursday so we'll be talking about it then but I think that's going to be it for this week um, you know we had you know some Cam talk I'm curious to see what you guys think about the Cam Newton signing if it's a good signing bad signing or indifferent so maybe I'll put a, a poll up on, on Twitter, we haven't done that in a while so keep an eye on Twitter head over to ST Sports Podcast that's where I'll put the poll up um, like and share our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel because eventually I'm going to be having some live videos on there, whether it's just myself, me and King, me and Shoulders. Who knows? Maybe I'll get Hulk Hogan on there with us. Who knows? So till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.